Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Dan Waldinger, who has been the director of Parks and Rec in Muhammad for the past 14 years. Dan, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Fred. Appreciate being here. I imagine a lot of people think of uh, Parks and Recs kind of as, uh, as youth sports, and I want to talk about that. But before we get to there, um, talk about uh, some of the opportunities for adults, because I know it's not just uh, kids' activities that you're involved with there. Yeah, we really we really try to serve the whole community. Um, we have a number of adult programs going on. Uh, Denise Reynolds, our program coordinator, has started a pickleball league for adults. It's really taken off. Uh, we did adult bags league this winter. Uh, we've got a number of fitness opportunities from Zumba to yoga uh, and even uh, different uh, interval type classes that we've done in the past. We do uh, a running program now um, for people that might be interested in getting serious about running or thinking about doing a marathon or 5k or 10k we've we've connected with a local runner for that so we really do have a lot going on in addition to our special events that we do uh, for all ages uh, like concert in the park and and many many other things so like i said we're, we're just trying to do a lot to serve the whole community and of course, softball in the summer, too. That's a big one for adults as well. How can I forget softball? Yeah, that's probably our longest running adult program, to be honest. Uh, it is. So can't forget about them. Do you know offhand, what, what are the most popular in terms of the ones that, uh, that generate the, the most interest and in, in participation from the adult standpoint? In terms of sheer numbers, um, definitely our adult fitness programming uh, is our most popular. Um, but, you know, I'd say adult softball is a close second um, because there's obviously uh, multiple players on a team. So you're, you know, you get six to 10 teams and then it's quite a quite a group of people that come out and, and play softball year to year. Uh, but that does come and go kind of in waves. We'll have 10 to 12 teams one year. We might have six to eight the next. And it just kind of depends on the year and what's going on and and uh, and. Each year is a little different, but it is definitely our most longest standing program from a popularity standpoint. In terms of the, the kids sports, what, what are the more popular activities uh, for, for the younger crowd? Oh man, everything we do for kids, I feel like is popular. Uh, we're pretty fortunate that we have extremely, extremely active community uh, with our kids. And everyone knows that uh, when you come to Muhammad, you, you expect uh, some some great schools and some great programs in the parks, and we try to deliver. Uh, most popular, I would it's probably a tie between our soccer program and our uh, baseball and softball programming. Um, we like to we like to compare numbers and such, and we 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 like to kind of brag a little bit that we have better uh, sheer participation numbers than even Champaign Park District when it comes to our soccer programming. So we're pretty proud of that, um, that we can compare in that way. And, and uh, we have just great volunteer support that allows us to do that. And, and with our small staff, uh, we couldn't do it without them, obviously. So for, for popularity, I would say soccer and baseball, t-ball, softball, those are the top two for sure. Now, as Muhammad continues to grow, is there is there room for expansion uh, in, in the programs, especially the, the youth programs? And and I ask that in terms of, of the fields and facilities, not necessarily are there more sports that you can add, but you can talk sure. about as well. in terms of the just the, the actual facilities. How much more can you expand? Sure. Yeah, we're always looking to expand. I mean, we've had that on our mind uh, since day one. Uh, there's we have a severe lack of indoor facilities. Obviously, we don't 
actually own an indoor facility other than our office here uh, with our multi-purpose room. Um, in terms of demand, like you said, uh, we can't argue that there's a demand for more programming. We have a competent staff now with Denise uh, that is a, a professional programmer. So we have the ability, but we do lack indoor facilities uh, specifically. Now, outdoor facilities, we're always looking to improve those and there's certain sports that we, uh, we can't do without a facility outdoors. But, um, you know, we've, we've done a number of studies over the years that kind of has prioritized our long-term planning uh, to meet the priorities of the, the community and how that ties into programming. So we do have a plan, but you know, everything costs money. Uh, so we've got to take that as, as we can in terms of financing. But you're right, we are limited to a certain degree. Now, I will say we are extremely fortunate, Fred, that we have a, uh, an outstanding relationship with the school district. So we have had access for uh, the field house and the di different gymnasiums for programming. And we're, and we're certainly uh, extremely grateful for that because otherwise we wouldn't have any opportunities to do indoor sports at all. Um, so we're also excited to announce that um, last winter we tried uh, kind of a trial. COVID kind of pushed us into a trial of segment on main gymnasium. We leased that space for a short term um, to try to do some programming when we couldn't do it anywhere else. And uh, that's turned into a longer commitment. So we're excited to announce this fall will be, uh, again, opening segment on Maine. And we have a three-year commitment to do that. So we're going to have a lot more programming opportunities through that agreement. Uh, so you'll, you'll be hearing a lot about that. You'll be hearing a lot about that. Denise, our programmer, is working on a full lineup of, of activities that we'll program through uh, the segment on main gymnasium. So uh, that will help bridge some of that gap uh, that I mentioned earlier in terms of facilities. What, what all do you expect to, to be able to put in there at the segment on main? Uh, sky's the limit. It kind of, uh, we totally expect to, to be able to do more sports programming uh, because it is a gymnasium and we were able to get a, a new floor that the landowners Fairlawn real estate uh, there had through our agreement where we've got improvements to the floor, which was uh, definitely a need for that facility. So we have a great floor uh, that's going to be multi-purpose for any sport activity. So I envision, uh, like I said, Denise is working on a lineup. I envision more basketball opportunities, clinics, camps, uh, a number of summer camp opportunities could happen there. We can do uh, volleyball, more volleyball, um, She's got all kinds of ideas. We're going to do pickleball. Uh, we'll probably move our bags leagues over there because just it's more space. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for growth there. I don't know if I'm the, the only person confused about this or not, but 13 Acres Park, is that, is that a school district facility or a parks facility or a shared facility or what is that exactly? Yeah, that's a great question, Fred. And it is, it is confusing because it's called 13 Acres Park. So you would assume it's a park and it goes with the park and rec department. Um, but in fact, it is a school district owned facility. So we have uh, an intergovernment agreement with the school district uh, to where we can use the facility and we maintain uh, basically the, the one side. It's split into, I'll call it two sides, the main uh, field, the high school size field, and all of the upper level field there where the soccer practices, and then uh, the four, I'll call it the fourplex below, 
so we've got an agreement with the school district to maintain those spaces kind of separately. And then uh, in turn, we were able to use that facility throughout the year for our recreation programs and the like. So it is a little bit of a little confusing, um, but it, in fact, it is a school district facility um, and they own the, they own the place, so to speak. All right. So in terms of outdoor facilities, obviously there, there's Barber Park, um, there's 13 acres field that you can use or 13 acres park that you can use, uh, Bridal Brook uh, or Bridal Leash, I mean, uh, and where all else? Do you, do you have some other outdoor spots that you're able to utilize? Yeah, so we've got Dowell Park, which is a softball field, uh, primarily just a softball field and uh, some green space. We've obviously got the uh, Taylor Fields now that we own. Uh, and we've improved quite a bit. There's two two softball. There's a softball field and a little league field there with lights and um, pretty much brand new lights and improved parking lots. It's really turned out to be a great facility uh, that we own thanks to the donation from the Taylors. Uh, we now the Village owns that facility. We have uh, Brooks Warfel Park, which is a playground downtown that you're probably familiar with walking by, Fred. Sure. And uh, Russell Park, which is on Main Street. It's a what I like, I guess, call it Alley Park. Um, that's next to the, well, it's next to Bergwalds and, and the like there downtown Main Street. And then we've got the Greenway, Sangman River Greenway, uh, where we've just put a kayak launch and a canoe launch down there off South 47. And then, of course, we can't forget about Barber Park, uh, which is what I call the kitchen, the park system. That's our centrally located biggest park in town. I think, that's I, think I'm, I think that's everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to keep track of for you, isn't there? <laughs> it is, but that's a good problem. That's for sure. So what, uh, what, what is on your wish list in terms of if you could add some programming, either for the, the youth or the adults, what, what would you like to see added? And then uh, outside of that, how realistic is it that some of these will, will get added? Sure. I mean, as far as a wish list, I mean, our wish list is pretty much di dictated by the community and what we hear from them uh, in terms of programming. And so a lot of times they dictate that wish list. And I think what we continue to hear is just more opportunities for indoor programming in general, uh, flexible space that we can use for a number of items, whether it be fitness related for kids or adults or, you know, more, more opportunities for basketball, indoor football, indoor soccer, um, a lot of the traditional outdoor sports that, that we now, we now kind of want to play year round, be able to hone our skills. So uh, I can't say that there's one wish list item. It's just a general desire for more year round indoor recreational space um, would be the number one wish list for, for us, I think, as a department and as a community. Well, there's a lot of things, obviously, that, that you can control and, and do. But one of the things that you can't control is when uh, there's flooding at Barber Park. So talk a little bit about how big of an issue that is, uh, ha has been to this point. And then as you look ahead, I mean, it, it makes it a little tough to, uh, especially when you have uh, soccer. I know recently some soccer games had to be canceled or at least postponed because of the, the flooding. So how, how big of an issue is that? Sure. It's not as big as people really think, to be honest. I mean, I, this has been an odd year, Fred, and that We've had probably two or three floods now in this in this calendar year, and that's pretty odd. Um, but you never know what what the future holds. That might be the new normal. Who knows? We we're in a weird situation here, but um, it's honestly not a big deal. Now, 
in all my years, 14 years, it's never flooded in August. So it's odd. This is the first time any soccer has been impacted in my 14 years. Hmm. So really, though, we expect to be back playing by Thursday, no later than Thursday. The waters receded today. It peaked Saturday. It started flooding Friday. So that's typical, Fred, in terms of the actual impact on the park. Um, it's probably four to five days of impact, and it's only on the lower fields, of which it takes staff, you know, oh, an hour or two to pull them goals up. And, and then we just sit back and, and let it do what it's got to do, let nature do what it, it wants to do. We're not we're not trying to impact or change uh, what nature holds. So in terms of the impact, it's not bad. Um, it's short-term pain for programming. But like I said, it's not typical in August that it ever happens. So usually it's a winter, early spring issue where we've, you know, we don't have a lot of programming going on that time of year that's down there. So it's not, it's not too terrible on this. While we're talking about Barber Park, let's move over and, uh, and talk about the, the upcoming uh, splash pad uh, that, that is going to be, uh, I, I guess work is going to start on that uh, this fall, the fall of 2021, is that right? That's the goal, that's the hope. Uh, we are out for bid right now officially and, and accepting bids until uh, I believe the, the bid opening for us is September 8th. So uh, you know, once we, once we figure out where our bids are and, and, and move forward, the, the, whole, the goal is to have a, a contractor in place and be moving some dirt yet this fall. Uh, and that has, of course, been a very exciting uh, project to work on for us. I mean, it's, it's a big project and it's, it's probably the biggest project uh, most impactful project that we've had in a long time through our park system. So we are super excited about that project, to say the least. So talk a little bit about what, what kind of space that will take up in, in terms of acreage and location there. And, and how, how big, how many acres is that total uh, Barber Park area that the park district has? Sure. Uh, the, the total acres is somewhere around 55 acres um, of Parkland at, at Barber Park. Uh, obviously, improvements in the past have been on fields one and two, primarily in terms of raising them above the floodplain. So when you notice that when it floods at Barber, uh, in fact, I think I was driving through Fred and I saw you and your wife out there uh, one of the days, uh, you noticed that you were high and dry there on field two when you <laughs> right. were with the, the dog and your Frisbee. Right. Uh, that's, that's intentional. Um, and so right before field two is field one right off the parking lot that's basically the project area for our improvements and you notice that was dry too so you know a lot of times people are like why are you doing that it floods well only parts of barber floods so we're, we're not going to build anything where it floods uh that goes back to my point of letting nature do what nature wants to do we're we're going to build projects at barber that enhance the park uh, but actually marry the the nature vibes that we have there we don't want to uh, change the flow of the river by any means. So uh, you'll see the improvements there basically on field one. Uh, so we're improving the pavilion area and making an amphitheater and stage in front of the pavilion existing. And then uh, a fully inclusive playground will be um, next to the splash pad. So if you, if you look at field one from the parking lot, the splash pad will be in between the amphitheater improvements and the playground. So it's, it's a broad area, but uh, it'll be high and tight there next to the parking lot for ease of access and, and everything else. 
About, about how much space will that take up in, in terms of the acreage there then? Uh, acreage wise, I'd say it's about one to two acres in total project area, um, total. Now I had heard that uh, there will not be a charge to, to use the splash pad. Is, is that right or was that just a rumor? That's our intent. Uh, our intent is to make it free and open to the public. Uh, there will be hours of operation uh, for that as well. So, but no, there, there will not be a charge to use the facility. So what, is this something that you feel like will be a big impact in, in terms of the, of the community and, and be a big draw? I think it's gonna be huge. Uh, I think we're gonna be sitting here in a couple of years talking about where, how we can expand or manage uh, the use quite frankly, Fred. Uh, we obviously, uh, big elephant in the room is there's no pool here, right? Um, we have no aquatics of any type of Muhammad. So no, I'm not saying this is a pool, but it certainly is an aquatics feature that will help uh, in the summertime. And I tell you, splash pads, we did a lot of homework and we, we had a design team that visited several splash pads to develop a best practice facility. And we're excited that we're gonna have a pretty cool place um, that's gonna be certainly interactive and it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. So I think it's gonna be attractive amenity for our community. And certainly people are gonna be proud to have it and, and their neighborhood and their community. So we're, we're super thrilled with it. So if everything goes according to schedule, this will be open sometime in the, in the spring or summer of 2022? We're very hopeful to be open next summer, um, but it, we don't like to make any promises based on uh, construction seasons and things that are out of, out of our control. It's it's hard telling, but most certainly by uh, 2022 it will be open, or 2023 it will definitely be open. Um, but we're certainly hopeful it'll be open. If everything goes according to plan, we'll have it open next summer at some point. You know, another thing that I wanted to, to address as well with, you know, Muhammad, you see, you see the population sign and a lot of people think, well, that's the size of Muhammad, but yet really there's almost, you know, maybe that same number of people that have families that would feed into the school district that are, you know, technically outside the, the school limits. How, how does that affect the park district? I mean, is, is it, if you're in the school district, do you have access to all of that or, or is it, uh, are there some differences in that? Yeah, that's great. That's a great point, Fred. Um, that's a blessing and a curse for us. So, a matter of fact, you know, we're not a park district. A lot of people, you're you're not the only one that says park district, but we're actually Department of the Village. So, park district. Why is that different? Park district typically is a broader tax base. Um, it encompasses more people. So, certainly, a park district. Um, you know, as a Department of the Village we see our revenue in terms of tax support coming just from the village residents, those living in and outside inside the corporate limits. Uh, so that's how we are funded on the parks, you know, park side. So um, those folks that live outside the village, um, they don't necessarily support us with their taxes. They don't, quite frankly. So that is kind of a constant educational uh, thing for us to educate folks on. It does impact us, quite frankly, because we're not able to meet the demand like we want to, because our service population doesn't change. Just because uh, we're a department of the village doesn't, doesn't mean we're not gonna invite everyone from our, our, our community. Uh, so, but it does give us a challenge financially in terms of the support we get from our, from our real estate taxes. So, we do offset that a little bit through our programming fees. There's a resident, non-resident fee difference. 
Um, but, you know, that's quite frankly, that's probably not enough. Um, but we also don't want to outprice folks that we want to serve. Uh, so it's a balancing act constantly. Um, but like I said, it is kind of a blessing and a curse to have a community like ours, where, as you said, we have eight or 9,000 people in the village limits, and we have just as many that are our friends and neighbors outside the village. Uh, so that does create some interesting challenges for us. No doubt. So beyond the, the splash pad, are there some other changes that, that you see uh, in the works in the, in the future coming up, or the near future at least? Yeah, like I said, it's part of that Barber project. We're doing an inclusive playground, which is our first in, in town. Uh, so inclusive, what is inclusive playground? Basically, that means the playground is going to have play amenities and functions that uh, are for everyone of all kinds of disability backgrounds, um, not just physical, but cognitive and sensory issues. There'll be, there'll be things that incorporate and engage kids of all types of skill levels. Um, so we're excited to have that um, be part of this project as well, Fred, so we can, we can have a play for all environment and uh, really make it fully inclusive for not just one, one type of kid, but all the kids that wanna come out and, and engage together. So before I let you go, I want to ask, how, how does the job that you do now compare to what you thought you might be doing when you were a senior in high school? What, what did you kind of see for yourself then? And, and then how did you kind of gravitate to, to what you're doing now? Well, that's interesting. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I really didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to go to U of I and I'd figured out and that's kind of what happened. So I did get accepted U of I, still didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, thought I might want to be an attorney, and I took a law class, and I decided for whatever reason that wasn't it up for me. And at the time, I was working, of all places, I was working, a buddy of mine from my high school um, was working at a golf course, Farmer City, the Farmer City Country Club. And he said, hey, are you sticking around this summer? I'd like, I'd like for you to help, because he was a manager of the place. And I said, yeah, I'm sticking around this summer. I need a job. So I drove from campus to Farmer City every day, open to close, sun up to sundown. And that was my first taste of park and rec. And then lo and behold, I decided I didn't want to drive to Farmer City. And no offense to any Farmer City folks, but when you're a poor college kid, you look, yeah. to, you look to save money. So I found a job with Stone Creek in Urbana, which was a little closer to home for me at the time. And I met a guy that was in Park and Rec and said, well, the rest is history. I said, well, that sounds like a lot of fun and I like to serve. And uh, so that's kind of how I stumbled into Park and Rec. And uh, even, even so, Fred, I would say that I, my idea of Park and Rec is much different now than when I was in college. Um, there is this, it's really like when you're a director, it's really like uh, almost owning a business, which you know all about because you just wear about 900 different hats. Um, you know, we're a smaller department. We don't have the luxury of having a lot of staff. There's only uh, four full-timers. So we've got to have a lot of hats going on at any given time from human resources to marketing, to planning, to budgeting, to... So yeah, you know, it's not just kicking the ball around and, and painting some fields. There, there's a lot going on day to day. So, but I wouldn't have any other way. 
Well, beyond uh, you know organizing everything you have to organize and then and following your own kids, do, do you get a chance to uh, participate in any of the uh, the adult activities or, or not? You know, I'm starting to I'm starting to hit that sweet spot. I got two high schoolers now, and one's driving, so I'm actually starting to find uh, time for myself again. It's been kind of nice. I took about a I don't know ten year break. I played I played in our adult flag football league our first year, but that was about ten years ago. And uh, more recently, I played in our adult bags league. So you're right. I've, I'm now that I've got a driver, and I've got two high schoolers that um, don't want to be around me as much. <laughs> uh, my wife and I are, are able to start looking for ourselves again. And I'm a I'm a huge huge kayaker. Uh, so I've enjoyed getting back on the river and doing that as well. So. But we were just talking this morning about maybe doing our adult volleyball league. So it's funny you asked that. Yeah. Yeah, we try, we're trying to get back to that. <laughs> well, Dan, I think I've pretty well covered my questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? No, I appreciate, appreciate you calling and uh, thanks for having me. All right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Brad.